Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. We have an exciting episode for you guys this week, as we'll be recapping season one and previewing season two of Amazon Prime's hit television show, The Boys. The Boys is an adaptation of Garth Ennis and Derek Robinson's comic series about a group of vigilantes, The Boys, who aim to take down corrupt soups, who are essentially owned by a corporation by the name of Vaught. So I'm joined by Jimmy, Luke, and Paul. And fellas, I guess boys, I should say, I think I speak for all of us when I'm fucking hyped for this new season. Yo, I'm so ready for this show. I just got finished uh, re-binging it, and it, it's hard to say it this early into a show's run, but like already after season one, I'm putting this in the top tier in terms of production, in terms of acting and writing, all that stuff. Like It's so good, and early reports of season two, or it's, an, it's a hit, so I'm ready to, to escalate this show into the like, top five ever. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, when people ask me, like, what's a good show to watch? I usually say The Boys and how I describe it is like, I have never watched a show where I just wanted to hit next episode. Like, like I couldn't hit it quickly enough because I just needed to know what happened. I thought it was the coolest world building. I thought the actors and acting was amazing and the writing was wild. So I just, I'm so hyped for season two. Yeah, I was a little bit late to the party. I had you guys telling me to watch it. I had a couple friends tell me to watch it. And I was probably like six months late on it or something. I didn't watch it till like this winter. But I loved it and I just rewatched it. And it's better the second time through. It really is. Yeah, I got to agree. Like, I think the problem is that it's on Amazon Prime. So maybe it's their lack of access to like marketing on normal TV and like all the normal mediums because like, as big of a show as it is, like it wasn't marketed that much. It wasn't thrown in my face as it should be. Like this show, Agreed. every single person I've recommended to has just been in love with it. Yeah, both off the quality of the show and then Amazon is like the biggest company on the right, entire planet. Right. You would think that it would be almost everywhere. I, I mean, it is. They had a home run with this one. They really it's unbelievable. Because I don't think, I mean, I don't know a ton about Amazon Prime's TV selection, but mm -hmm. I would assume this is far and away the best show they have. It's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. They have a couple other good ones. But, I mean, to what Luke was saying and to what you guys were all saying, I mean, one of the main reasons why I was so late to the party was because I just never looked to Amazon Prime for shows. Mm. If yeah. this was HBO or Netflix oh, yeah. or something else, I feel It'd like everybody would mm -hmm. be talking about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then also um, it's just very interesting and seems – non expect like unexpected that that Seth Rogan's attached to this project like he's a big part of what is he a producer on it executive Creator, producer, executive producer yeah. yeah and that's just like if you pitch that to someone like there's already like a a lighter Stigma. connotation of yeah. what the show is going to be about but like he's a genius man oh yeah i haven't 100%. seen the smoke pot once and then i'm pissed because that's Seth <laughs> and Rogan his cameo is hilarious so good in it <laughs> it's also the perfect compliment almost to like the complete rise of the mcu of how prevalent marvel is in the culture now of basically the world but specifically the united states like it's almost a religion and then this comes out with like basically is the polar opposite of that mm -hmm. and it was just so entertaining to watch it feels like a satirical poke at the just like you know pop culture what's going on now and they just do it in such a satisfying and epic way 100 yeah. percent. what the real world 
if superheroes were real, what Ex- they would be like. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly like, what I was going to say. It's just, yeah, it's the rated R version of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, rated, rated M, I guess, version. Like, if you have someone like Superman, Homelander shows you exactly what Superman can freaking do to someone, you know? Exactly. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure this is how, like, all the movie stars were back in the day. And then, like, when there wasn't cameras everywhere, so you could see, you didn't see all their, like, dirty shit that they did on the side. And this is 100% exactly what that is. Yeah, it's so epic. But so what we're going to do here is instead of just kind of breaking down the season as it went along, the I think it's eight episodes, what we're going to do is just just for our own sake and anyone listening as a little bit of a recap, we're going to go character by character, just kind of giving a little summary of who they were and kind of where they end it at the end of season one. And then when we're done going through all the main character lists, we're going to talk about what we want to see from them in season two, what we get in the trailer, all those kind of things. So it's going to be kind of open-ended and we'll see where that takes us. And naturally we're going to start with the main character of our show, Huey Campbell, who is our nerdy yet relatable main character of the story. Um, And the reason he's so important is because he gives the audience a glimpse into both sides of the average person in, in um, the boy's world the people who basically he starts off idolizing superheroes. He was a huge nerd his whole life. So we get to see that part of him briefly. And then after a tragic event happens to um, his girlfriend and she basically gets murdered by a soup, we get to see the transition into the boys and why they hate these characters so much and why they want to actually kill him and change the world. Yeah. I love Huey. Yeah. He should, he's awesome because he's so relatable. I mean, he's just, like a normal person in the the BU, which is what I'm going to call the boys universe. No, v, it's VCU. VCU. Ah, damn, I didn't <laughs> know that was a thing. Okay, so VCU, like he's a normal person in the VCU. And like, you know, the, the main characters in all these shows are usually like super powerful, like super hugs. And then we yeah. got Huey, who's who's like rocking the the Radio Shack. Yeah, my boy Jack Quaid's a looker though. Yeah, is I he? think Jack Quaid is amazing in this television show. I thought, yeah, dude, he he has some great moments of acting just from moments where he threw in like comedic lines that weren't supposed to be comedic, and then really serious moments when he's just talking to Starlight and like talking about going to the cliff. Yeah. I I mean, he was his facial expressions and everything. Like, I totally bought it. He was awesome. He's great at looking like he's feeling awkward. You know, he, it's, it's so cool. You see his character progression to, and, I'm pretty sure Billy says it to him himself. Like he looks like someone who's about to fall off a chair when they first meet. And then he's like, that's not you anymore, man. After a couple episodes, bro, you're fine. You start hanging with the boys. It's, it's kind of crazy how much he develops in only eight episodes. I mean, eight episodes, we were lucky enough to get, you know, almost eight hours of the show. And so much is packed in that eight hours. It's like, yeah, his character development is top tier on the show as one of the, the, I I think that was purposely done because he is the only character, like all the other, the boys, you know, the group have had like this history, which we don't get to see, but we get to feel the effects of it. And you just get to see Huey join that history now. Like he just transitions into one of the boys Mm -hmm. and it's so epic. I wonder if, uh, Butcher ever tried to recruit anybody like Huey, but like they kind of pussied out and didn't join. Oh man, they could have a whole sure yeah, show yeah. of him, of like just his past eight years. Anytime a soup has accidentally killed someone that you care about, I'm sure Billy's been looking for someone for mm-hmm. a while, you know? Okay, so, um, I think we just need to quickly just cover Compound V as like a main, main, um, 
driver of the entire show. And what it is, is just, it's the superhero serum that gives everybody in the entire universe of the boys their powers. Like when they're all the superheroes that we're seeing now as babies, it's now assumed after seeing season one that they were pretty much just experimented on by the company Vought. They ain't special. They're just dope dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So Compound V, that's just like the main driver of the show. Um, And back to Huey real quick. So when in the very first 15, 10 minutes of the show, you see him with his girlfriend, um, Robin, Robin, Robin. and she, they're just kind of having a normal conversation in this world. And she gets absolutely destroyed by a train. Um, We find out later that it was because he was hopped up on compound V. So he didn't have as much control over his powers and stuff. And this is the entire driver for Huey's lifestyle pivot into the boys. And I guess what we can just quickly say real quick is where he, where Huey specifically ends season one is he, he finally convinces his, I guess now girlfriend, like Starlight, to kind of switch sides and see the evils of the company Vought and start f- seeing the reason why Huey and the boys are doing what they do. Um, so that's just like a, that's kind of where he ends, right? Yeah. That was a little yeah. note I was going to bring up. Uh, when we were kind of organized the pod, I was like, should we just slide Starlight into the boy section? Yeah, I right. I was thinking about boys. that. Yeah, yeah. She's in the seven section, though. For yeah. now. For now. He has a final showdown-ish with A-Train. Yeah. A-Train is throwing down with uh, Starlight, and then he has a heart attack. So mm-hmm. he he's the one who actually goes to save him, and the Starlight says he will never stop going after you if you save him. And he decides, I'm going to save him anyway. But Starlight takes over. He gets away. So we don't know where he goes, but we know that he gets away. And that's his last scene of, yep. the, of the season, right? Okay, so now we can move on to our other, I guess, secondary main character on the boys' side, Billy Butcher. And this motherfucker is, he's just the he's guy. The best, dude. He's the current leader of the boys, and he has an incredibly shaky history with, with soups, specifically Homelander. And his hatred and his history with this world and with, with Vought is like the main story um while Huey's the main character in this story that's that's the main plot right yeah everything that they're doing is being run through Billy and his hatred you know he's the one besides Mallory who gets him when Mallory recruits him she's the leader but then everyone else is recruited by Billy and it's all they have their own reasons but the overarching theme is that it's his hatred and Mm -hmm. it's his agenda well he kind of I mean, every one of the boys, he drags them into it. Yeah. I mean, he convinces Huey. He shows up with Huey to Frenchie, the goat, the legend. Yeah. The best fucking intro of any character in the show when they first meet Frenchie. Yeah. And then same thing with Mother's Milk. Like, he has to convince them and basically drag them back onto the squad. Right. Like, I mean, this. because you find out that they have a pretty bad last situation that happens with them in you're talking about when they the boys broke up right yeah yeah so so like you said grace mallory was the originator and founder i guess informal founder of the boys Mm -hmm. um and they had this you know she was like always investigating and leading the investigations into vault's corruption and what ended up happening is the seven member that starlight replaced in this season to his lamplighter he got wind of what mallory was doing and then ended up murdering all of her grandchildren which which forced her to disband the boys and then that was like all this time skip of butcher kind of doing his own thing becoming the leader Mm -hmm. right and And we do find out that frenchie went off plan and was supposed to take out lamplighter and that's why he was able to kill the grandkids and that's why 
him and M-M. Mother's Milk, yeah, yeah. Uh, M.M., always have some issues because whenever Frenchie goes off plan, he gets pissed because that was the big one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to comment on that in a second as soon as we get to M.M. because there's something I found from the wiki that I just did not know. But um, So for Butcher, the last couple of things we want to say is I guess we could just quickly touch on the reason he hates Soup's Real like so much to his core is his wife, Becca Butcher, who is an absolute babe. If you guys just forgot. Right. I was planning on saying it. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's beautiful. So she was a marketing employee for the company Vought eight years ago. And what happens is she ended up going missing after a kind of secret interaction with Homelander that Butcher knew about. So Butcher's in his own head thinks that Homelander did something to either kill her or cause her to do something to kill herself, which is said multiple times throughout the first season. So everything that Butcher hates about soups, he links to the the first connection of what Homelander did to his wife, Becca. Um, And that's just the core of Butcher's character. He's, I was just going to say, he's just blinded by hatred. Um, Throughout the show, we see him drag these people in that he considers his friends but really, when it comes down to it, if he has to choose between his friends or destroying soups, he's going to destroy soups. Just yeah. because he's totally blinded by hatred. You're blinded by hatred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> he cares more about the goal than the means of getting to the goal. Yeah, I mean, he is literally Mallory. Like, when Mallory found him, he was just a guy. And he was a guy who was missing his wife. She shows up, shows him the video, puts the hatred in him, and then trains him up. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much exactly what he does to Huey. So you're saying you know? that she turns him from a guy to a boy? To a boy. <laughs> One of the boys. So that was my question that I brought up earlier. So how long, I know they don't really say it, but how long is it kind of alluded to between when Grace Mallory's children, grandchildren, I'm sorry, got incinerated and she quit? to now so like how long has billy butcher been kind of the leader of the gang the boys i don't think they give us an exact time frame on that yeah i guess that was more of a yeah i mean we are we to assume that lamplighter retired after doing that or is it just he just so happened to retire recently i think it had to be very recently that he retired or else yeah they wouldn't be looking looking okay so I, i actually thought that too uh, I thought like Lamplighter retired because he incinerated children. Yeah, and basically either to get him out of the like you know the spotlight, or maybe uh, Grace Mallory somehow got revenge on him and killed him, and we just don't know about it. I uh, mean, it's not because of old age because he is cast in season two, and the actor is not he's not young, but he's not old, so maybe that's a that's a good point. But I just I don't think we know exactly Flashbacks, when. Baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm just excited. I hope you learn more about that, which I think we will. Yeah. And one more character we need to bring up in who, who's an important person linked to Billy Butcher is Susan Rayner, who is the deputy director of the CIA. And she has, it's assumed, a, a history of working with Butcher. She hooked up with him briefly. Like, we get that in the first season. Another babe. She's just going to be in, in a CIA contact that's going to be that that understands what butcher's goal is and sees the corruption of vaught and like is gonna help yeah i mean she kind of legitimizes them when it's needed like she says you give me the v i'll get you the money i'll get you office space this and that like so you're not technically i mean i guess for lack of a better word a vigilante Mm -hmm. you know 
Susan, Becca, and Grace. I mean, Butcher surrounds himself with foxes. <laughs> <laughs> My God. He's very charismatic. He I, is. I mean, yeah. I love him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally. <laughs> he's yeah. so unique. He's like a, a weird mix between like goofy and like almost intimidating and like the way he speaks. But at the same time, it's like, what the fuck are you saying? The scene where he's talking at the Christian, uh, whatever festival thing when he's talking to the priest <laughs> yeah, oh, oh so my good. god it's so funny yeah i mean you're so many like he has a fucking catchphrase like diabolical yeah like, it's fucking diabolical <laughs> so, he and has the cunt, baby that's another one. Oh yeah, yeah. that's you're the best fucking one cunt. he is british um, right in real life i think the character billy butcher is british yes the character yeah, yes yeah. yep he's holding the baby and just shooting oh my the God. laser oh beam my God. people, yeah, and he's like yeah. fucking diabolical. And he's, like, he's like, he was so like empathetic towards the baby when he's like, put him down. You'd be a good lad. Yeah. <laughs> like, but if you're not, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so good. All right, so I guess this is when we're gonna we're gonna get into the end of where he ends up in season one, and this is gonna kind of tie in together the end of Homelander and uh, Madeline. So yeah, this is a huge scene. The culmination of Butcher finally confronting Homelander happens in the last 10 minutes of season one. And what happens is he has this whole plan where he thinks he knows Homelander's weakness is Madeline Stillwell, who is the VP at Vaught. So he straps her up with bombs, sneaks into her house, and basically is going to use that as a threat to Homelander saying, I know I can't hurt you. I'm going to blow her up if you don't do what I say. Homelander obviously ends up coming, coming to the house like at part of the plan and one of the best scenes of the entire oh, show 100%. by far. Ant- What's his name? Anthony Starr yeah. is an absolute savage and crushes this scene and does the unexpected, ends up killing Stillwell, who was Butcher's leverage. Right. Um, we're not, we don't have to get into the specifics if you guys yeah, don't I want mean, to. Yeah, I mean, and to Butcher's defense, up until the scene where he finds out she lied again, she would have been she his She would have been, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we'll get into like them more when we get to Homelander. But coming from the Billy Butcher aspect, when Homelander first gets there and Madeline Stillwell's tied up, Homelander says to Butcher, like, what do you like? What was your plan? And he was just like, you know, I just want to watch you suffer. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm going to kill you. I just want to watch you suffer. Talk about fucking roller coaster. Yeah. No idea that Homelander first going to kill Madeline. We'll get more into that when we get cover them. But then Butcher right away is like, ah, you know. That was my plan. It failed. Like, whatever. Plan B. Hits the didn't care detonation yep. button. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so he knows funny. he knows it's not going to do anything to him. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's like the second, very second last scene. And what we get is flash the next day because that was at night. We see Homelander actually saved Butcher. Uh, and he's just such a cock in the next scene. <laughs> wake, he's wakey, like, wakey. Wake he's like, come on, I got something to show you. You're going to love it. Such <laughs> a good actor, man. So good. Wakey, wakey. Yeah, uh, he is just uncomfortably good. Yeah. <laughs> Steals every scene. You hang on to every word he said. So what Homelander's goal to do, I guess, is to fuck with Butcher even more now. So he, after the failed blow up, he saves Butcher and brings him to where Becca now is. Right. And that's the last thing we see is Homelander walking up to his son, his who is the daughter. I mean, the, he's the son of both Homelander and, and Butcher's wife, Becca. And Butcher's just kind of like overflow, like overwhelmed. Yeah. Like he just sees all this shit, like has no idea what's going on. And, and I was overwhelmed. That's kind of 
how it ends. I was I was insanely overwhelmed. I was like, okay, in that's the last the word I was looking for. <laughs> in, <laughs> overwhelmed. In yeah. the last five minutes, we just learned that Homelander killed Stillwell. Butcher was said, "Fuck it," was ready to die, and then we find out that Butcher's wife is still alive, and had the son of the man that raped her. Like, oh my god! And, and on top of it, yeah, that yeah. you <laughs> see the son's uh, eyes light up yeah. with lasers of that Homelander Junior. Dude, this yeah. was a classic. Like, look into the bottom right of the screen for that next episode button, and yeah, right. not being there and being like, "What the yeah. fuck?" Like, way to fucking give us a cliffhanger. Beg for season two because I need answers. Jesus, man, I I can't believe it's finally here. I needed to see the next scene. <laughs> and this, this is interesting, and I, I don't know if we should wait till we get to Homelander specifically, but. It's very interesting, this whole situation, like where you're saying that he's doing it to mess with Billy, but at the same time, he's just finding out this information too, and he's just showing up to see these people too. Like, he he just found out. I think he does not give a shit about Becca at all or Butcher, but because Butcher did this whole theatric thing where he's going to blow him up and stuff, he just messes with him further. I think he only cares about the the kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting to see what Homelander does with Billy coming right out of that. We we know Billy meets up with the rest of the boys from season two trailers, but at the same time, it's interesting to see how he will treat Billy moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if the trailer speaks to anything like that happens right after Billy has this whole sting go down, he, like, wakes up on concrete, so maybe, like, Homelander gives him a little... Not a beat down because he'll die, but <laughs> literally. But yeah, I mean, he's got to he's got to just let him go, right? And it's it's I mean, Billy's motive in season one was like basically destroy soups, destroy Homelander. Now he has like almost a completely different objective because his driving force was that they killed Becca, and now Becca's alive. So it's it's like his whole motives are going to change. And I, I mean, he might become like a completely different character. It's going to get explained away how Vaught is like ha- is threatening her or something and is right. making sure that she had to cut off her whole life, whatever. But what's the fuck, man? How, like, uh, yeah. how many years do you think she's been in high? How like eight? It's been, eight. She's been it's gone been for eight. eight. It's she's been eight. missing for eight years. Yeah. yeah that's an, an eight year old boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not an eight year old boy. I, that is I a mean, teenager. The, the, what you're supposed to assume, what you're supposed to assume is that when she's on the bench, she's pregnant. Like that, and then it, it's accelerated. So she's leaving, waiting three hours, and then she disappears. She's getting like picked up by Vaught or whatever mm-hmm. to have the baby or to be tested on. And then whatever, she has the baby. And then from that, you know, for those eight years, she's by herself with the kid, I guess. Yeah. So you're right, Paul. It, it's literally a thing they say in the show that the pregnancy was accelerated because it's soup. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not the growth? Right. Yeah, that's true. Actual... Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to get back to a little bit of that when we get to Homelander. We'll keep going through the boys. we got a couple more here. Next one we have Marvin T. Milk, M-M. a.k.a. M.M., Mother's Milk. Um, I guess, what are we going to, M.M.? It's probably M-M. the easy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What just a weird, weird saying yeah, milk all the time. His name is Milk. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know why he was Mother's Milk until I was looking on the wiki, and it's literally his last name. So Yeah. So what I did see on the wiki, and I, I don't think they ever explicitly say it, but he is the – self-proclaimed strategist and planner of the boys. And that's like his role, which is awesome because it makes a lot of sense. Like he's the most grounded in like rational thinking. And he's also 
the most moral character. Like anything mm-hmm. he's ever really got going on or thinking about doing something, like it's usually the the right thing to do. I feel like he's the least crazy. Frenchie's crazy in his ideas, but Billy Butcher's crazy. And he's kind of like, all right, this is the way to work it. And we kind of see it a little bit when, you know, it's the in the finale, they're all kind of all, all in the hotel room and they're all kind of on the phone with different people. And then we get to we get to MM and he's on the phone saying, yo, listen, uh, Vaught is creating supervillains. Isn't this like the story of the century? You'll get a Pulitzer. So he's like the one trying to push it and try to get an angle. So he is like a strategist that we see. Yeah. And it makes sense that he gets mad. There's a few times that he gets mad at Billy being like, how, why am I just hearing about this plan? Because he's probably the one making all the plans. Mm -hmm. Like when Billy says to Huey that you're going to go meet Ezekiel, and you're going to go blackmail him. Huey's like, what the hell? And M.M. is like, why am I just hearing about yeah. this? It's, it's kind of funny, too, because his job, he's like a, a, like a youth offenders like correction program. Counselor. Officer. Yeah, yeah, counselor. And it's like he keeps those kids in line. And he has the same exact role in the boys. Yeah. Like, he, he fails need- miserably in the boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has less control. keeping Billy Butcher and Frenchie in line. Yeah. It's such <laughs> he a, tries to. It was such a good introduction to his character when you do see him in the correction facility. Because it's like, damn, this guy is not only like, is he smart and like assertive and like an alpha and stuff. Like he really meant well. Like he was like telling the guys that were like messing around, cutting the ping pong line. He was like, yeah, well, guess what? You're back of the line. Like. You say sorry, we don't fight here. Like, he's such a good dude. I yeah, love yeah. that man. He he's can awesome. have the name Mother's Milk because no one's fucking saying shit. Yeah, right. His name being Mother's Milk. <laughs> That's so true. He's so funny because when he needs to, he shows this rough exterior. And, I mean, nothing but respect for uh, Laz Alonzo. I mean, he's amazing with freaking out at Billy Butcher, yelling in Frenchie's face. His phone rings. And I was like, oh, shit. Hey, baby. And he, goes, he goes into a whole different mode where he's like, you know what? I totally forgot. I am so sorry. I'm going to take care of that. It's like, you can't watch that show. Then I'll be one behind. We can't finish together. <laughs> it's, he's so good. He's yeah, so good. Uh, but that's a good point you bring up there. Like, it's very crucial to his character that um, like his family is like the number one priority. Right. He has a young daughter. I don't remember. She's like four or five. Like yeah, young, 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 young. Yeah. And then his wife. So like he cares mm. so much about them. Well, and he has her, he has the ahead. most to lose. Yeah. That's yeah. why he wants everything meticulously planned. Exactly. He really needs it to work the fuck out. That's because true. He has by far the most to lose. And and he doesn't tell the other guys that he has a daughter. We find it out in season one. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? And he was like, you know what? Like. She's like the best thing like I've ever done. I just wanted her to like be good and have a good life and right. be completely yeah. disconnected. Be separate. And yep. it's probably not too important to talk about where he ends because I think Frenchie, him, they, they kind of end in the same thing. Like with just they escape through the, the door while, while Huey saves train them. and Starlighter. Yep. Yeah, so, there you go. Uh, but one thing about his ending is that while the um mm's wife and daughter are leaving she does say to him like you're not you're out of our lives forever right like she yeah. like, cuts him out so that's going to be probably a thing in the next season yep all right so moving on next we got the last of the quote-unquote boys i'm going to kind of count kimiko in it too a little bit but uh so frenchy we have frenchy he's and the man he is like the swiss army knife of the boys like some of his skills like if you look at the wiki what he's listed as is like he's a communication specialist he's a weapon specialist he's a chemistry specialist like he just kind of does everything i mean huey actually asks him 
in the scene before when they're trying to kill translucent he's like so what are you like a chemist mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like what do you do and it's I can't everything. remember his answer, He's but like it's a little per- bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know a little about a lot of things. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. His intro is amazing. He's got the headphones on with the glasses. He's like either doing some chemistry or like soldering something. Yeah. It's like the French like rap music is just blasted. Yep. And I was like bopping my head around. <laughs> and I'm like, I fucking like this guy. He's so unique too. Everybody in the show is so unique. I mean, for, oh wait, first of all, his first girlfriend that we see. I want to talk about her, so go keep going though. I was just gonna say, what a badass! I hope I want her name is her her name is Sherry, and she is one of the best characters that gets no screen time because she is just a ride or fucking die for him. Like their little calls that they have, they like say code words to each other, and she knows exactly what it means. Like you're burned, like well, dude. And her wiki just says the girlfriend of Frenchie and a weapon specialist. She's literally laying on the couch. So awesome. And he says the code word, and she's like. Really? All right, give me three minutes. Yeah. It just blows the place up, man. Yeah. Like, it's like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Sherry's awesome. She calls him later, and she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, well, Black Noir was just outside my house, which implies that she saw him and got out. Yeah. Which is, I fucking Bad love Sherry. I hope, I hope Frenchie isn't cheating on her with Kimmy. What, what's kind of, she is, he is, definitely. Three-way, whatever. They're, yeah. They're good. Yeah, they're open. But I was going to say, what does she do Like when she meets him in the cafe? She like, grabs him by the nuts. Yeah. And what She's she like, said, don't make me use the gas on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Love Sherry. Does she have, like, contacts in or something? Yeah. She has some crazy-ass eyes. Like yeah. I um, originally thought she was, like, a soup or something. Like, yeah. She had, like, a power, but she's just a badass. Yeah. I would love to see more of her. I hope she's in next too. season, yeah. All right, so any and Frenchie ends the same with MM. Like, they escape the fight, before, and there's nothing really more we see on them. So moving on to our last, the boys' characters. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of the last scene where, in the last episode where Frenchie is and Frenchie and MM are in the cell, and it's right when Huey gets there. And Huey's like, yeah, like, I planned, like, okay, I'm not with Billy. Like, we kind of split up. But, like, I came here to save you guys. And Frenchie's like, oh, my God. He kisses them on both cheeks. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen anybody throw away their lives so carelessly <laughs> like you really truly care about us i've never seen such a incompetent man and he, he was like dude i get it like, i get it okay i love frenchy man he's just so passionate about yeah. everything yeah. he does he's yeah. kind of kind-hearted too i mean he saves 100% oh yeah he he's saves 100%, kimiko yeah. and to, to backtrack a little bit to mm when in the last episode frenchy and mm and huey are like behind the wall Frenchie's shot. He can't do anything. And then MM's like, shit. Like, I'm going to have to go save her. Like, the fact that that MM talks shit on Kimiko all the time to Frenchie, like, why do you care about her? Like, why are you doing this for her? And then he goes to save her at the end because he knows Frenchie cares about her. Like, ugh. So yeah, cool. they're boys. They they fight all the time, but they are just homies. Like it, they love each yeah, other. They literally say nothing but mean things to each other, but yeah. you know they just love each other. But that's just quickly reminded me of like in the first couple episodes when Frenchie and Huey are ever together, he always goes, Oh, le petit Huey. And at one point he was like, Can we stop with like calling me petite? He's like, I'm six foot tall. I love Frenchie. Frenchie's the man. So good. I think Frenchie, I think, is my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Like in a vacuum, Butcher is a fantastic character, but when you're talking about the four boys, I think he's the bottom of the four. 
Like I think I think MM and Frenchie are my number one, number two, and then like kind of tied for first. Huey not far behind, and Butcher not far behind that. But I think there's a clear like yeah. hierarchy of my. Probably favorites. have to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. because because Butcher doesn't give a shit about the other ones. This is his flaw. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, is Kimiko part of the boys? I'd yeah, say, I would yeah. say yeah. Now, okay. yeah. Okay, so Kimiko is our last character in the boys section, and she is the rescued um, prisoner of the underground like terrorist uh scene and i i don't the terrorist know, suits i don't think it's even vault i think it's yeah, the no, terrorist it's suits right and a train so the deal was remember uh homelander was making terrorist soups throughout the world and a train was helping him by moving the v mm-hmm. and they took her from uh she was already first of all taken from when she was a child to become a soldier mm-hmm. and she was with her brother she was taken from that She's a prisoner being uh, spiked with the V, and she turned into Wolverine, pretty much. That's her power, right? Yeah, it's just healing. And, yeah, and like, super yeah. fast, and and pretty much, like, it is a non-Vaught thing. Like, Vaught has no idea. Like, when Madeline is shown a picture of her by the CIA, she's like, I have never seen that girl in my life. And you find out that's true because she has no idea Homelander was doing that with the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so any other thoughts on Kimiko? I feel like she's going to have an expanded role in the next season as cementing her into the boys. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, she was great. Like, she's Frenchie's whole character arc. You know, mm-hmm. like, he, she literally shows us everything good about Frenchie besides the entertaining, cool stuff. But, I mean, like, you know, his his character arc with her the whole time is just phenomenal. Yeah, and also important to say, she's just a mute. She can't, I don't know if she can't talk or whatever. That's whatever's going on there. She but... tries to in the finale. Um, I was going to say one thing I liked about her when you first see her, she's this monster that just kills people, like literally punches through their guts and kills them. But in the finale, we see her in the bathroom. She starts combing her hair and then doing her nails. And you're like, oh, my God, like she's like an actual human who was just like brought up in a horrible situation. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but to your point, what you were saying when she's in the bathroom, at the very end, she looks in the mirror and she kind of tries to talk. She's like touching her throat and she's like a little bit's coming out, but it's mostly just kind of like squeaks. It's mm-hmm. not real words. Yeah. So I think she's trying to talk and she'll probably get there. Yeah. In yeah. season two, I think yeah. she will. She saves Frenchie at like a crucial, I guess, crossroads of the whole season. Like they get burned when we're talking about um, Black what, Sherry. When she calls Frenchie, yeah. And then she kind of, when she starts fighting Black Noir, Mm -hmm. and I was sad when I thought she died at first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn. I mean, she was a huge part of the plan with A-Train, too. She broke his leg right in half, you know? (laughs) So epic. Oh, man. I mean, we'll get to him, but, like, that's the thing. Like, we didn't get enough Black Noir, Mm -hmm. so hopefully we get more of them. She's going to kick his ass. Yeah, well, yeah, they, she better go after him. I think him. that was by design, keeping yeah. the mystery. I mean, like, he's hilar- it's hilarious the stuff they do with him Yeah, because oh, he's yeah, such a mystery. The piano and, like, yeah. oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to the seven faction. This is going to be pretty much the rest of the main characters that are all kind of working under Vaught. Uh, I included Starlight in here, but, you know, that's going to change in the future. So first we're going to start off with Homelander, a.k.a. John. Mm, yep. Um, so this is going to be the main villain of the series, and he's the leader of the seven with powers equivalent. He's, he's Superman. Yep. And his whole thing is like he's the American patriot. Everyone looks to him as the token superhero, but he does not give a fuck about anybody outside of his public image. Like he puts right. on the public image and he's just fake as shit. Um, I mean, his cape yeah. is the American flag. Like it 
the the red and white stripes like coming down mm -hmm. um, every time he shows up he always makes a huge entrance everybody cheers he does the classic smile ah oh, stop it stop. yeah you guys you guys are the you real guys heroes. you guys are the real heroes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean he's perfect pr he's a pr person's dream and yeah. I'm, I'm not even being hyperbolic when i say this i think his performance as homelander anthony Starr's performance as homelander is like one of the best acting performances i've ever seen in my entire life i agree i mean he's phenomenal he it's really unbelievable is. i mean he's an actor who has to play somebody who's acting yeah and he does it perfectly i mean the different moods and facial expressions that he shows in a matter of like 10 seconds is insane and his deliveries of lines oh my god we'll get yep. to well like especially to billy butcher at the end in the finale but he is just so entertaining to watch yeah i'm he, the homelander and i can do whatever the fuck i want yeah <laughs> it's just like yes, dude if you man. had those powers in real life and someone was paying you a bunch of money to be him i think on average people would act kind of like he does yeah yeah and i mean Getting into his backstory, we know that he had a torturous childhood. You know, he's a lab rat. Yeah, so the Vought scientist, his name is Jonah Vogelbaum. He was the first... He basically created Homelander in, in like, a Vought lab and raised him from his childhood. I think he's... I think we're supposed to assume he's one of the first, maybe the first soup. And, um, like, the whole thing you see in this season when they are talking to each other i think it's in like the second or third to last episode vogelbaum who's his father figure regretted everything he did and considers homelander his biggest failure because he didn't realize the impact of raising him like that someone that was going to become as powerful as him like homelander could destroy the entire world if he yep. wanted to like he's so strong he's like he we should have cared more about your upbringing which is a direct parallel to why i think that they're treating uh, Homelander's kid with Becca the way they are. They're like, you need to make sure that this kid feels love. He gets empathy as he's growing up and doesn't just want to just do whatever the fuck he wants at a will, you know? Yep. And I think that's like the whole point of the story is why Homelander's like this and just the chaos that Vaught kind of put into play all the way back before the story even started. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with his character in season two because throughout season one, he's pretty much kept at bay by Madeline. Yes. So who's going to do it now? Like literally no one, he, he doesn't care about anyone. I mean, unless now they somehow can use his son. Maybe he cares about Becca. I don't, we don't know fully what that whole deal is yet, whether it was a story or, or, you know, whatever, but he could be running wild. Yeah. I mean, what the, I mean, I guess for him now, the main goal is to join the military. Yeah. Right. Mm. Cause that was kind of his second. I mean, if he had a goal, the one number one goal he did have was, get the government and congress to like vote that soups could join the military and right work with the military which real quick what unbelievable acting when they were in the airplane that got taken over by terrorists homelander ends up killing the terrorists but destroying the plane it's going down homelander's like ah, damn it like that's a shame like ah, let's get out of here queen one of the best scenes yeah queen mave is like like what are you talking about like so many people are gonna die he's like yeah i know but like it's like there's nothing we can do and she's saying all this stuff like well like can't you fly the plane it's it's broken can't you lift it he's like ah, i mean it's kind of heavy i got mm -hmm. nothing to go off of uh, yeah they do a good job of the realism spin on that scene mm -hmm. because he's like i can't just 
there, I can't no just floor. lift. I can't yeah. lift the plane. And he's like, if I fly at it, I could just go through it. Yeah, it's a it's realistic. Good. And also, to Homelander's point, not to make him more evil than he deserves to be, um, he didn't kill the pilot. The when he went to kill the terrorist in the front, that before the terrorist got lasered, he shot the pilot. So right. and none of them mm-hmm. knew how to fly. So it wasn't actually. Well, Homelander's fault. Well, Homelander's laser beams destroyed the, the, the front panel. actual Yeah, doesn't he? I think he does that after the dude shoots. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. And he kills the terrorist yeah. in the cockpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it also destroys the panel. And he's like, yeah. ah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, because Maeve's like, can you fly the way? And he's like, even if I could, it's destroyed. Yeah. But yeah. what I was going to say was a phenomenal acting. After that, like, the plane crashes. We see there's like a group that comes onto the shores of a plane crash. There's TV, like news cameras and everybody's there. And Homelander puts on this, they, they could have been saved. Like his little acting. <laughs> it's a nice like, tear. We could have yeah. been there. Like yeah. if, if we were in the military, like, and immediately flitches, he, he's such a sociopath. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's like, I will lace the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, I, I really think that, um, Robin, Huey's girlfriend getting killed by A-Train and then the plane scene are the two scenes that I would show to someone who was on the fence about this show and be like, you gotta fucking watch this yeah, show. Yeah, right, right. Yo, the, the plane, plane scene, scene is, is amazing. does a lot for this show yeah, to show really how the, the take is. Because mm. it also shows the discrepancy between the soups. Like, Maeve yeah. wanted to help, but she was so aware. And then also she wanted to save the kids and stuff, but like, she just couldn't do it. Yeah, and Homelander's just like, like Let's get the fuck out of here. So one last thing we want to bring up about Homelander is his, I kind of touched on a little bit about his weird childhood upbringing. Um, And this kind of led to this insane dynamic between him and Madeline, the Mm -hmm. entire show. Like at first you think it's sexual and then you think it's weirdly mommy related because he's like all into the, her breasts and her getting the breast milk and stuff. Yeah. And then they do fuck. Like, you kind of don't know where it's going. It's all over the place. It so, literally goes uh, everywhere. Well, we might as well have our sex play-by-play go through the sex scene real quick. Oh, my God. You want to talk about mommy issues. This man has mommy issues. She's, like, telling him everything, what to do, and he's, take off your pants, and he's like, sit down. I so love, weird, man. I love how he's wearing, like, red, like, mm. speedo, yeah. whitey tighties. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, oh no! Like you did such. You're my sweet boy. You did such a good job. Yeah. Can so we, can we move on? Creepy. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna see, uh, say real quick in the season two trailer, we see him like licking what I assume to be breast milk out of a bottle. Oh, so Jesus. we we know that this mommy issues wasn't just season one. This is gonna. It's going to be a key on. component somehow. Oh, I don't know how he, it's going to play, but yeah. into it, I but yeah. feel like even the higher ups in Vault should know that promoting her is not a good idea because she needs to be his day to day person because mm-hmm. she's like the only one controlling him. Yeah, let's just jump right into Madeline Stillwell, who yeah. I personally thought was fantastic this oh, season. Yeah. She was great. She is the vice president of Vought, and she kind of is just the real string puller of the company. Like, she put the whole plan in motion to get the soups into the army, mm-hmm. um, and she controls Homelander, both sexually and motherly. I don't know, like, that whole thing. And her ultimate goal, you find out, is is to become the CEO of Vought. Yeah, and real quick, this is kind of a side note. We were talking about how uh, Homelander wanted to his main goal was to get the soups in the army. 
is that still going to be his goal? Like, was that his goal because it was Madeline's goal, or is it his goal because he wants to be able to just do whatever the hell he wants? I think that. Yeah, because if he's in the Army, he can go international, and that was the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Remember they were saying we can't do anything on the international side over the water's okay. But, yeah, so yeah. I guess he just wants to be able to do whatever the hell he wants anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, you know, we saw a little bit in the opening scene of the finale. We see this U.S. Army a uh, military group kind of like prowling and all of a sudden he drops in. He's like, Hey boys. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, Hey boys. Like, uh, just go home. I'll take care. Go of take this. a smoke break. I got this. You're <laughs> well, the real hero. Well, yeah. You guys, you guys, you're the real. <laughs> Yo, he's the best. And uh, then, yeah, he goes in and just kind of takes over. So, I mean, he's almost at the point where he can already do what he wants. Yeah. But if he gets connections into the military, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Game over. And there's not much more we can really say about Madeline because she is self-contained in season one. She's dead. She gets destroyed by Homelander because she was lying to him constantly playing with his emotions and stuff, which was dumb as shit. She should have just told him the truth. She would be alive. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. The last thing that I want to say about her is that, um, MILF. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she's Dude. beautiful too. <laughs> Absolutely, very, very hot. What, um, one of my questions that I had about her, the last scene we see, obviously when she gets lasered in the face, she her baby is there when Butcher pulls the trigger. Yeah. Now we know Homelander hates that kid. He has like older child syndrome because you know Madeline has this new baby that takes all of her attention away from him, and he's pissed off. But she's dead. We assume that when Billy hit the trigger, he didn't save the baby. Yeah, I don't think he would have. I, I, that seems more like if that happened in the comics, that could play out somehow. But I, I don't think that's going to mean anything to us. Sounds tragic that the baby died, but yeah. that's one hundred percent something that would happen in the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it would be the only thing that could be like a, a surprise is that they were souping the baby up. But I doubt she would do that to her own baby. Eh, and there was. No you say that but uh, that would be cool but also it would require a time skip to be relevant and i don't think we're getting that yeah anytime uh, soon and good. season three <laughs> i have i have one last thing i want to say and it's not as good as the milf thing but <laughs> i think it was like a huge thing for her character when homelander gives her that whole speech and she has her back turned to him about how he souped up all these terrorists yeah. and put the v in them and you're thinking she might be like how could you do that like how could you literally make villains like actually like people that can destroy the world and kill other people? Yeah. How could you do that? And then she turns around, she makes out of them pretty much. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she doesn't say anything. And it's almost like what you were saying. She's turned around. She doesn't show her initial facial expressions to him right. as she's admitting this. So at the same time, you're thinking, or I was thinking exactly what you were saying. Like she's going to freak out. And maybe she does, but she's just so good at controlling Homelander that she puts on this act, doesn't say anything, just goes to make out with him. And I think that's exactly the point of her last bit of dialogue before she dies is when she says, like, I love you. And then he's like, tell me, like, whatever, say something to me. And she says, like, I'm I'm scared of you. I'm terrified of you. And I think that was part of it. Like, she was like, holy fuck. Like, he's really making supervillains but I can't let him think that I think he's crazy. Nah, yeah, she right. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen what the Pentagon budget is, bro? Yeah, well, I was right? about to get some crazy military contracts out yeah. of that. <laughs> Just fucking lease Homelander to the military. That's like a couple billy. couple yeah. billy. That's like a couple hundred billy. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a part of me that believes she was turned on <laughs> when he revealed this plan to her. The business savvy on this guy. Oh, oh yeah. My God. He yeah. truly has fucking mind for this. He does. <laughs> 
<laughs> little Spartacus joke for you there. All right, check that one out. Let's go. Let's yeah. keep going. Let's go to the next character, Annie January, aka Starlight, mm. who I would say is you could argue is a top three main character of the show. Like she might be the co-main character. I'd agree with that. Um, so she's the main female soup of the show and the newest member of the seven at the start of the series. And what her power is, she just has the ability to emit light in both a like incredibly blinding way, but also we find out later against her fight in, with a train, a physical way. Yeah. So like, it actually is more than just like light. She you can know? blast. She I, and she does it earlier in the season. I think once or twice, where she it, she blasts she it hits, out of her yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also see that butcher shoots her with like a heavy sniper three times in the chest, and it does nothing to her but knock her down. So right. she has that that base physical resistance that most soups have. Right. We discussed this a little bit beforehand, and we weren't really sure. But like soups almost have, for the most part. An upgrade of human yeah. reflexes, power, strength, everything. Um, some more than others, but for Starlight, we see her when she's training in the very beginning. She's punching through concrete walls, lifting cars. Yeah. yeah. So we know for a fact that she definitely has some superhuman strength. Right. Right. Um, so what we do find out. And it's pretty obvious. Like, she's one of the most pure, genuine people on the entire show. She wants to be a superhero. Like, she's not just trying to be famous and rich and, like, be in the public eye. She wants to help the world be a better place. And that's where her character's coming from. Yeah, she spends her nights listening on the radio for some cop call-ins to go save people. She goes to church. Yeah, she's a Christian. Like, Like, she is by the book in every sense her insane mother raised her to believe she was like chosen by god to be a superhero all those kind of things name me a more lovable female character in any other show dude she's the best raven she, in the hundred well i mean yeah she is just so good first of all but that's her moriarty what do you say that's high praise though. it is yeah yeah Air Moriarty, just unbelievably beautiful. Mm-hmm. She is. Um, and then all of a sudden, she's this super-powered badass with, like, the nicest heart. And, like, that's why episode one, when she talks to the deep, sees the uh, vault, you know, headquarters, and all of a sudden she turns around and the deep is cock out, just stroking it in front of her. That <laughs> so makes that so much worse because yeah. she's just a perfect human being who wants to do nothing but good. And she's already immediately being corrupted. We'll get into that more when we get into the deep. Yeah, yeah, he's coming up. Because he's complicated, man. He's I gonna, know. He's I, weird. I love talking about the deep. Yeah. But um, it, we have to just quickly cover about, about Starlight. One of the main plot points of the show, of season one at least, was Starlight and Huey's relationship. And the best thing about it was it happened organically, completely by coincidence, and in a situation where... Huey didn't know she had powers, right? Which right. is the best part. Like he just picked up this babe. Turns out she's one yeah. of the seven. Like their relationship is a, is is a huge plot point. It's, it yeah. was a poem, dude. Just yeah. in a park That's bench. Why I think that she is. She's the second, like main character. Right. Like, or then the Butcher would be third. As they say, yeah. And yeah. I think Butcher is the third. Yeah. Main yeah. character because she is like the she drives the whole soup side of the story. Kind of like she's involved with that. Huey's got his old boy side going on, and then they, the two of them, are how they kind of clash right, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and she by the end, I, I guess we'll just quickly cover how how she is by the end because we already talked about her fighting A Train with Huey. That's like her last scene, but the more symbolic purpose of it is that I think 
she is now f- not only fully aware of Vault's corruption and she's aware of how she got turned into a soup. She hates her mom now. Like you get that whole scene stuff, but she is going to be, I think, a sleeper agent for the boys. Like she's going to be in the seven in season right, two and right. you get that from the trailer, but she's going to be like keeping a tab on there. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just guessing. Yeah, right. I mean, from the preview, the trailer it looks like she's there. Yeah. So, and she's still on the side of the boys. I mean, she's just a great character because she's like one of the only soups that we see that isn't corrupted, like we were saying. I mean, her speech at the Christian festival thing was phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know, and Huey's reaction was phenomenal. Their uh, interaction when he asked to meet up with her one last time and tries to bring her onto their side. And she says, I'll give you 30 seconds to get away. That whole interaction is pretty much summing up everything for the two of them in the whole season. Because he says, you saved me. And she says, well, how did I save you? And he says, at the bowling alley, you know, I was ready to pretty much jump off a cliff or something. He says, mm-hmm. like, after Robin died, it was it was game over. Yeah, I was driving to a cliff. Yeah. And she was like, I, that isn't saving you. That's just being there. You know, and then she kind of has the realization and then she pauses and you're waiting for her to say, like, you saved me, too, because he did. He really did. And then she says, I don't care. But, you know, she meant he saved me, too. And that's why she saves him later. So I just think that whole the whole relationship between them is phenomenal. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how she operates now that she's been uh, red pilled, I guess. Yeah. For like a Matrix reference. There you go. I I mean, now she yeah, she like knows everything almost that's going on mm-hmm. so she's definitely the like, ace in the hole billy is gonna abuse that i think which is gonna be sad I, well i don't think i don't Huey think... will let billy push him around anymore exactly i completely in the, agree in the finale he stood up to him and was like dude like you drag everybody down you're not gonna drag me down right now <laughs> so i think you know huey I think Huey got his balls at the end of the season. Yeah. It's over. Like he's not going to let and Butcher now she's a she knows who Butcher is. Mm-hmm. So like she's not going to like, you know, I think it's yeah. all good. And I mean he shot her, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, her and Huey's relationship and chemistry together, they're back and forth phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. So good. So and that good. kind of I I think you just mentioned something Kyle I want to talk about, but it'll make more sense after we cover the next character. Uh next two characters, it'll make a lot more sense. So let's let's quickly jump into Queen Maeve mm-hmm. who I think Jimmy, you also brought up something about like the the one of the only Starlight is one of the only soups that we see that has like this purity in her, and like mm. w- you know Queen Maeve, we find out is the Wonder Woman equivalent in in this show. So she has all of like she's just super durable and strong, right. um, and her whole thing is she looks at Starlight and kind of has like a little bit of jealousy and hatred because starlight was what she was Mm -hmm. like that mindset of being like let's help the world was what queen Maeve was when she joined the seven and as you can tell through the scenes we get of her like shit happened and she just kind of got dulled to the world and she doesn't really like she's not that shining light of pureness anymore and she just let the world kind of corrupt her and she's like whatever now right so from like the airplane scene you know that she's not homelander evil yeah, yeah but she so she still has that core but she pretty much let the years corrupt her enough where she's no longer as pure as as starlight she had a huge impact on starlight starlight was basically giving up because she found out about where she really came from her powers um her whole upbringing and you know she was going on kind of a rampage and she was about to fuck this uh navy officer 
and she went to the bathroom, puked, and that's where Maeve came in. And Maeve was like, you know what? I really did break my arm. Like, my, my bones never did heal right because I did save those people. Like, I was a 23-year-old. Like, Bounce a quarter off my ass. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. You can still probably do that. Definitely. Oh, beautiful. Another babe. Maeve is a babe. Yeah. But Maeve kind of helps steer Starlight in the right direction because Queen Maeve took a wrong turn at one mm-hmm. point sees herself in starlight and doesn't want her to do the same thing right and vice versa starlight kind of while mave is instilling this into her like the lesson she learned from messing up it's kind of recentering mave to be like okay mm. sh- i shouldn't be following the the homelander path i should be going towards what i used to aspire to you know well her um her like drunken breakdown at her i guess ex-girlfriend elena yeah yeah her lesbian uh, a scene I Next. never thought we were gonna get, but I'm so glad that it happened because after the scene ended, I was like, "Wow, that was that was actually really awesome." Yeah, and then a really we nice get, window into her like psychology. We get a second scene with Elena, a couple, maybe it's the next episode or so, and it's when Maeve is filming something for the crew, and she comes out, and like you find out more, like it's a complicated issue, and Maeve doesn't want to let her. Pu- she's still she's still kind of conflicted about if she should care about her public image and be you know queen Maeve or like be true to herself and be like more like Annie Starlight yeah she it was cool because by showing that character we see that you know Maeve has some sort of weakness uh I mean from throughout the show we see that all these soups kind of have weaknesses besides Black Noir we'll get to that our boy but you know this is her weakness besides wanting to help the people and be a good girl she does have somebody she cares about almost the equivalent of homelanders what we thought was madeline but not anymore right so it's kind of cool seeing these soft spots in these almost perfect beings finding out they're not yeah she has that good quote when she's talking to starlight saying people ask what are weird weaknesses is it is it a metal stake? Like people just, think it. People think it's, it's like a all, physical thing, but it's yeah, not she's that like at it's, all. Yeah, she Kryptonite. says it's people. Yeah. yeah. Which, speaking of that, is Homelander's new weakness going to be a son? No. Is that the? We're thing? not taking Superman right out. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, so we kind of already covered most of A Train, but he's the next of the seven, um, and he's just the Flash equivalent in this universe. He was the the start of all of Huey's hatred and basically the catalyst for the show happening. He is the only soup, I think, main soup we see that's pretty much hardcore addicted to Compound V. It's like a drug. And what Compound V does to already fully grown soups is it's a steroid. It just, it hurts your body in the long run, but gives you a boost in the short run. And we kind of get to see that whole thing through his eyes. We do hear a little bit about why Vought doesn't use Compound V on full-grown adults. Homelander talks about it when he's confessing his plan to Madeline. He says, you know, we injected a bunch of people with Compound V. Like, it was a messy job. Like, I finally understand why why they do it on babies, not full-grown adults. But it's important to separate, like, the fact of giving some an adult Compound V for the first time is mm-hmm. what they Homelander was referring to there, not right. a soup that's already has powers that grew yeah. up. Right, giving them enough to turn them into a soup versus that's the just messy amping them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, well, like Compound V, that's what that would do for A Train and Pop Claws. We find out it just gets them super amped up and it just boosts all of their already boosted abilities. Yeah. And it makes them go crazy and like a 
addicted. Some, I mean, A Train is addicted to it. Yeah, I mean, A Train, his whole deal, and I had to look this up. He's actually supposed to be like 32 in the VCU. Supposed to be him post prime a little bit. Yeah, so I think like the point is obviously like he's he's still he's arrogant as hell, and he wants to still be in the seven, and he knows that if Shockwave beats him, and if he's not the fastest man, you don't want the second fastest man in the world in the seven. So he's like, it's crazy. Because it, it's very interesting. It's like, it's literally the parallels to actual athletes. Like, mm-hmm. he's the only one that you know of that there's like another fast guy and they're like competing. And it's like, as soon as he loses, because I mean, it's interesting to see when they have the race, it shows their stats throughout the year. And Shockwave beats is beating him in the average and everything throughout the year. Oh, or I didn't whatever. see that. I didn't yeah. See that so That's it's sweet. so. It literally says, like, I, I don't know if it's a year, but it says, like, most recent run time, and Shockwave beat him. But I don't think it was versing each other. I think it's just when they time each other. And then, obviously, A-Train's on the V, on the v and he uh, breaks the world record. But he needs it, or he's not going to be in the seven anymore. Yeah, that's a low, that's an underrated, just random thing that happens in the show that just shows good writing. Yeah. yeah. Shockwave's 24. Yeah, right. Jeez. When they're showing their stats, they also show the ages of both yeah. of them. So Shockwave's the new young. Because you know, A-Train's been in the seven forever. Because you know that he does the thing with Mesmer in the teen superhero thing. And then he goes up to the seven while Mesmer just dies out. Yeah. So you know that A-Train's been on there for at least, I'd say, like 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. And then that's speaking great. of, when you were saying good writing, Luke, he is actually a show original. So he's not even into comics. So that was a A train. Yeah, no uh, shockwave. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. That was a plot line that they created. So a train. I just kind of put this together right now, or maybe I just remembered it. So when a train kills Robin, he's delivering compound B for Homelander. I thought, no, no, no. I think he was on compound. He was definitely definitely on it, but I always took it as he was, running the v at yeah. that time I because, it was but i think that's irrelevant because if he wasn't on it i don't think he i think he would have been able to avoid it i thought the whole point of that was to say because he was doped up like he didn't have control over his power because well, he was too fast well he's he doped up he had duffel bag and he was like i need to go i, need I to go. can't I'm, stop he was running for homelander the compound v and killed robin while he was on it yeah which is a Cool detail yeah. that I didn't realize. I that that is news to me, and that's if awesome. it is true. That's, yeah. I know it's probably right. That's awesome. I mean, it shouldn't matter. Like if yeah. he if he's saying I can't stop because I have the V in my bag, it's like, dude, you stop and say, oh shit, I'm sorry, I ran through. You're in the middle of the street, and someone says, what's in your bag? He's like, I'm yeah. freaking A train, yeah, and you're, you're fucking gonna... twenty miles down the road. Yeah, a second later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a wild downfall he has. Um, um, obviously, we talked about how Kimiko breaks his leg, and then he's walking in the shoe store and he has the freak out of the security guard like following him around and he's at a real low and he's like i'm i'm fucking eight i'm the fastest man alive yeah, yeah. so we know he's on the downfall yeah don't do drugs kids yeah i mean and obviously we have to talk about pop call yeah sweet yeah, name I mean, by the way she pop call was just like his ex who also had a power she was like a very famous well, movie actress she's like a d-list superhero but she was in movies she yeah. was in movies she had what well, her power was the wolverine it's like x-23 if you know where it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. one goes through her forearm yeah so she just like was a, just a way to have a train end up hating huey more like because she told the boys about compound v so a train was forced to kill yeah. her and like you know this whole thing that, she that cheats was, on him 
and the boys blackmail him, blackmail her. Yeah, the info, I mean, and she's he all has to kill her. She's all hopped up on the V, and she sees him say in the press conference, "I'm open, I'm I'm single, baby, let go." And then she's like, you let know, me, she let gets me sit on my landlord's face. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, and crush his face. That was wow. crazy, man. But that does lead A Train to grow hatred back towards Huey because he blames Huey now. That yeah. was again. That was A Train the Soup's only weakness was right. a person. It's it is great character development with him because at first you're thinking she's just like hot and he's trying to keep her a secret and it's just like one of those things it's a fling and she's not important but then it, you pretty much find out he did love her and and he really did want to be with her but he knows that Vaught would just be like she is literally nothing she's a dealer she's bad for you, you cannot go public with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's uh, going to be an important character next season. Um, we do see in the trailer that he is still going to be part of the seven, healed up. And also, the interesting thing that me and Paul were looking at, that breaking it down, was Starlight's there too. Like, how is that going to be a thing when they're all in the same room and A Train, I guess, isn't going to snitch on Starlight? Well, because they save him, so I'm guessing he owes her now. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's the weird part. It's either. He owes her, and he's going to have a weird character redemption arc, or Starlight is blackmailing him, saying, like, I'm going to, I'll tell Vought that you abuse Compound mm-hmm. V all the time. Could be that, drug. which is, yeah, that seems likely. But I mean, all you have to do is, is blackmail him by saying, like, I'll tell him about the V, and I'll set up another race for real with Shockwave. Something like Prove that, it. exactly, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like he's a character that, is re- redeemable. Like he can be a good guy if I'm not in on A Train redemption. A Train. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we get into the deep, I was gonna say that yeah. could lead us right into our next character. Are we Are we good on A Train yeah. for now? Yeah. Um. So our next character is the last, second to last member that's still currently alive of the seven is the D, aka Kevin. His real name is Kevin. Um. <laughs> so he is the Aquaman equivalent of the seven. Who in the beginning of the series you think he's like a legit. He, he sells himself as the number two of the seven, like all this. He's a big shot, like good looking dude. He's strong, whatever, all this stuff. And you find out pretty quickly that he is just the laughing stock of the seven because right. his abilities, like besides like the baseline being strong and durable, he can talk to aquatic life and he can breathe underwater. Right. It's like family guy making fun of Aquaman. Yeah. Like somebody's getting like raped on the beach. Aquaman like, hey. Stop that. Yeah. Stop. I'll you, throw a starfish at you. If you if you come in here, I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, he can't really do anything. Um, and it, it intimidates Starlight right away, brings her up. It's like, hey, look at this office, look at this amazing stuff that we have. Oh, also, by the way, suck my penis. Yeah. I mean, that really like that set the tone for the show. Yeah, honestly. I mean, seriously, like watching that. For the first time, and then the second time when I knew it was coming, it it's just just as bothering yeah. both times, man. It's like it, the first episode. I like I can only think of two scenes right away. First one is Robin getting run through right off the bat. You were like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" And then when we see Starlight, she's like, "Oh, you know, I did kind of have a crush on you." Turns around, the deep pants are at his ankles, and he's just stroking it. Two scenes that are like, what the fuck am I watching? How did it get here? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the Deep's old deal, like, you could tell when they do the flashback, like, he's picked for the seven because he's hot as a guy. Mm -hmm. Like, he's another publicity, like, you know, the seven saved the world in quotes. 
mainly Homelander does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones can just be used for what they need to be used for. Yeah. for Homelander publicity. does not respect him. No. All. He calls him, what, Guppy. Yeah, I don't think really, <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know if any of them respect That's him. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. just yeah. like kind of pathetic. But the interesting thing about his character is he's so layered. He has just like a lot of depth for someone that we are supposed to hate right away and you do mm. kind of hate him the whole time he's pathetic but because of how pathetic it, it, he is and like his scenes with saving the fucking dolphin that he ends up getting killed so good actually though like, like we got it we're he gets sent, yeah he gets sent to ohio like he has like these he gets, he gets raped ohio, he gets raped yeah. like, dude, that, raped. i feel like that is one of the most uncomfortable scenes of any show i've ever seen i was not looking forward oh, to yeah. that on the rewatch oh, oh i i fast forward it and then he's looking in the mirror in ohio and he's like you fucking piece of shit all of a sudden he shaves his head and he's like you idiot you had, he has his breakdown he is primed for a redemption arc this next season and i'm really hoping we get it because mm. it would just be awesome to watch it's like, just tough though he's is not he, evil is he still a part of the seven at yeah. the end of this no season? no remember I, he's kicked out of the seven that's the point out. yeah he's on sabbatical Madeline says you're in ohio you're on sabbatical from the seven I thought he. Uh, okay. Does I didn't take it mean, as that. Yeah. Does that mean he's not part of the seven? All I know is that she told him you're on, you're on a sabbatical. So mm-hmm. technically, in Ohio, he's probably out. But I mean, if the sabbatical ends, then he could be right back in. I'm guessing. You know. Mm. Yeah, but if you're saying that, that means they're not re- replacing him or anything. Oh like, they're no, gonna I be, don't. They're gonna, yeah. There's gonna be. He's just like out of the public image, not to ruin Vaught's. Like, cause they had to send him away for PR purposes, right. cause everyone figured out that it was pretty much him that sexually assaulted, sexually assaulted mm. Starlight. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's still gonna be there. Um, just to touch a little bit more on his character, I mean, he wasn't completely useless for Vaught. Uh, he did give some speeches, introduce Starlight as like a new member of the Seven, and he wasn't completely useless, but he really is just PR. He's just a good-looking dude. Yeah. And I mean, he's a good looking dude. Oh, he really he's a good is. Dude. Yeah. He's in a gossip girl. Is he? Right, I think. Is I'm saying right like you guys know, but I, I, have no I know idea. he is in gossip girl. Yeah. That is a fact, a statement. <laughs> Are we gonna cover gossip girl in the on the pod? Next show. Bit. Look out for it. Look out yeah, for it. Maybe, maybe. All right, let's keep going. So after the deep, who's gonna be and I I'm predicting now he's gonna be one of the fan favorites after next season. I think That's he's gonna so have tough, though, man. Re- real quick, he's, he's gonna it's do hard it to come back from Yeah, I don't know I don't know what is rape. I don't know what his redemption could be where I'm going to be like, okay, I like you now. Well, I really don't. He was saying, he was like, oh, Vaught is getting in line with, like, you know, the military. You know why they stopped training, like, bomb-sniffing dolphins? It was because the training was too expensive. He's like, I've always wanted to lead my own unit. So, you know, is he going to have a unit of dolphins? Well, then he doesn't get redemption because then he's working for Vaught, so fuck him if that's the way they go. Anyway, so this is the last living member of, of the seven we have. Our boy Black Noir, who so good. Nothing. There's almost nothing to say about yeah. him except that he's silent and he's strong and fast. I I don't know a character who didn't have a single facial expression to show, didn't have a single line, and still crushed it. I yeah. mean, he was awesome. I loved it when he was in, like any scene. Yeah, he's. Um, I guess his other thing is he has specialty with blades. You know, with the knives and throwing stars. Um, I think he does have some healing abilities as well. I think I did read that somewhere. When the woman or Kamika attacks him, I think you're supposed to think he heals from that. Like he has some healing ability. I'm not I'm not hundred percent on that though. There's not much to say right now, but I really hope we get some more his, season two. His best scene, in my opinion, was it was when Homelander 
basically was bringing everybody out and he's like calling them all in like i'm so disappointed all of you except for you black noir you've been killing it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. crushes it how also, did black noir get do his interview with Vaught to get into the seven he just sits there and they're just like you're in well yeah isn't he's the one on screen with seth rogan right he's not talking yeah he's just, he's there. just sitting there, he's just there. Yeah. he also yeah. has that moment at the party in the finale there's some pianist like crushing it in the suit all penis? of a sudden yeah did you say P- penis pianist <laughs> Get cultured, penis. Uh, and he sits down. The, the guy's the pianist is looking at him. You know what? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Black Noir kills it. Yeah. So, man of multiple. Balance. Apparently, it's we're gonna get a lot more of him in the second season. So. And another little quirky uh, skill that he has. Apparently, he is like really good at being a pilot. Oh, okay. That's cool. really he cool. He is a pilot, yes. Is, oh, okay. Do you think we're going to get him talking in season two or see his face? Well, that's what I said. That's what I was asking you guys off mic. Like, do you think they ever take his mask off? I don't know. I hope so. I hope we see. I think so. I think it's going to be something, a big plot line with him is going to be what his identity is revealed yeah. to be. Because you know, he's kind of like, like a parody to. of Batman. Yeah, I feel like they have to. All right, so let's go through. I know where to send the check, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So let's go through these. There's three more minor characters, so we don't. I I can probably just run through them. You guys jump in if you want to say anything. We have. I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring them up. At least the past member of the seven, um, translucent, mm-hmm. who honestly has one of the coolest abilities. When because you actually get him himself to talk about it. Um, on so, on the late night show. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which Huey used to actually, you know, mess with them. Like they, they, his the skin. Yeah is diamond hard carbon and it's also invisible so he's essentially invulnerable which is a cool twist you don't see that a lot in, like being both invisible and like mm, invulnerable right. so that's cool but you know he was like a huge dick um and they killed him by shoving a dynamite up his ass after frenchy saw the turtle commercial yeah awesome yeah so well, first of all he's just this creep who is you know his clothes don't turn invisible so he has to get completely naked he's in the women's bathroom when Starlight and Queen Maeve are there talking, Queen Maeve's like, translucent, you creep. Yeah. Fuck Huey is also, oh, uh, that's. Yeah, he catches Huey. Okay, with, that, with... I'm thinking of the last scene of the first episode. That's the last scene of the first episode. You're, you're thinking, okay, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you there. But that is the same bathroom when Huey's like looking for the um, yeah. the, the bug. And, 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 and then he, like, he comes back and he's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, translucent just like appears and he's just like, what the fuck? That's so good. Yeah, and he has one of the best lines in the fucking show. Yeah, we're the seven Earth's most mighty motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking sweet. Yeah. The fight in, uh, in the Radio Shack or the ele- Huey's electronics store is really nice, too. That's where Huey uses the knowledge from yep. the late night show to yeah. use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, and I love how he, like, thinks he's going to electrocute him and he goes to pull with the cable and it doesn't reach yeah. at first. And yeah, Butcher, that's Butcher gives him a nice kick. Yeah, yeah that's that the progression good. of Huey. Yeah. He thinks he's going to do something cool and he's like, mm. oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> not quite. But right. he was really cool. And. He, he ended up, you know, obviously getting blown the fuck up because Huey, he was like, dude, you're not going to kill me. And Huey, you know, was like, you know what, fuck it, pulled the trigger, blew up, and then they clean him up, put him in a zinc case, and put him in the ocean. And Homelander still, we find out he can't see through zinc, which is cool. What, another one of us, I guess you could call it a slight weakness? Potential, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was just a message mm-hmm. from Billy to Homelander. But, I mean, Translucent is Dunzo. 
Yeah, he was a beast. I kind of wish they didn't kill him, but whatever. Yeah, he had a cool line with Huey. He says, my superpower ain't invisibility. It's reading people, Mm -hmm. watching them when they think they're alone. I see people for who they really are. You don't got the balls for this. You're not going to kill me. Just let me go, man. Mm -hmm. He's just messing with them, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And translucent is his death is the reason that in season two they have to replace him in the seven right all right moving on to the next the next minor character i'll cover real quick because we don't even have to say anything about this was ezekiel who will probably show up in season two he's like the mr fantastic luffy character who can stretch and you know he's like the public face of a christian soup who is behind the scenes incredibly gay and like just like a complete fraud so like he's very hateable you know yeah like he just is you know, he's just well, fake. hypocrisy just drips off. Exactly. Yeah. It's like even and Hugh even says that he's like, and you're going to knock it off with that. Get pray the gay away shit. Like, that's like the last thing he says to him. Yeah, because it's like, dude, fuck you, man. All right. So Ezekiel <laughs> will probably he, he was important to the story because he was helping transport mm. the compound V. Yeah. He might show up in the next season. I'm not sure. But, you know, yeah. more world building. I yeah. Hope he they does. use yeah. his foundation and that's where they find out that it's going to the hospitals. And that's how they find out about the kids. The exactly. What did what does he always say? He's like, you were fucking me like a or, or, <laughs> you're playing my ass like a fiddle <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so that's good, that's man. actually another character building moment for huey because he gets baptized his phone's dead and he has nothing to blackmail with and he has to work on his feet you know it's, it's great for it, yeah. Yeah. yeah what a great yeah he does yeah. so good in that part that's i would say the two biggest turning points for him are probably besides robin dying is when he blows up translucent yeah and it's like okay he's he has to be a part of the boys now. Right. And then that part was like his initiation. Like yeah. now he's really a part of the boys. Yeah. 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 All right. So I saved the last character for last for a specific reason that I just, we need to mention on the vault side. Um, it's the vault CEO, Stan Edgar. And most of you guys will know him as Gus from breaking bad. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, Los Polios yeah. hermano. Exactly. Go. Um, so he is who Madeline was trying to, he, she, Madeline was tr- working her whole angle with getting soups into the military so she could eventually become the head of Vought, which is his job. So, right. and he was, he was about it. Like he was going to start letting her, mm. I think he says ride shotgun on all my meetings. Like you're going to be the next CEO basically. Yeah. Moving your office up a few levels closer to me. Exactly. Basi- he said like, don't go plan in my retirement yet. Yeah. But like, I want you riding shotgun. Yeah. Like Madeline's whole storyline is she's just doing the typical Gus Fring CEO is sitting at, on his chair at the top doing nothing while me and you, meaning me and you, Homelander, are doing everything. We're the ones boots on the ground mm-hmm. getting this business going yeah. and, and profitable. And he is going to be like from the trailer, you already see he's in the next season and it's kind of getting reported that he might be the next big new villain, I guess, right. from Vault's perspective in the next season so that's why i wanted to kind of save him for last because i think we're going to see a lot of him and hopefully he is as smart and well written as he is in breaking bad because that would be dope he's a phenomenal actor yeah. it'll it'll be interesting to see what his end goal for vaught is because we know from madeline from her perspective that's all we kind of saw from the, the vault side of season one and her goal was to get into the military to grow so it'll be interesting to see what his goal for Vought is. Does he want to like take over the world? Does he just want to become like richer, richer? Does he just want yeah, to... yeah? It'll it'll be cool to see. It's gonna be fun, man. I because you need it. The show will not succeed if it doesn't have some powerful 
human villains like it, it right. needs to you know we need people that aren't homelander that aren't um the, the whatever the villain terrorists yeah, that are going to be like madeline was phenomenal that's why i was a little upset when she died because i want someone to fill that void and hopefully dan edgar fills that <laughs> if dude it's gonna be hard to be, not if, to call him gus yeah if yeah, it had yeah. to be one actor i'm glad it was him because yeah. he will play a great bad guy yeah, so that takes us through all the characters. I know we went a little bit long. We're at like an hour 20 right now, but it was definitely fun recapping all those characters. Um, I guess the last thing is we, we've been talking about the trailer the whole time. Um, let's just talk a little bit before we get out of here, some predictions and what you guys want to see because some open-ended things that I noticed right away were I'm hoping we get Nakib again, who is that uh, the villain te- um, soup that we saw who has the – I guess explosion ability, right? Like he yeah, just kind of radioactive it. something yeah. or other. And yeah. then Stormfront, those are like my two main things. I'm ready for next season. Stormfront's going to be the next seven member who is like more kind of a mix of the X Men Storm and also like she he looked like a lot of lightning abilities. Yeah. So she looks like Storm and like even a mix of Homelander a little bit or something. Yeah. She has some kind of. I mean, in the preview, she says "laser my tits" mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It burns her. But it's not like she knows it's not going to kill her. I thought I took that as like power me up. Hit me, oh, with, some, I hit me was... with some fucking laser. And... Oh, shit. I was thinking that they were trying to do like the thing where Maeve and Homelander were doing like the fake. They shot me thing. And maybe Ooh. I don't know. She wasn't talking dirty. I don't know. It could be either. Yeah. Laser all over my tits. I took it as like power me up like they do in X-Men. That, you know? Dude, that yeah. would be sweet, actually. Yeah. You could tell on the one preview part that they are butting heads at first. And then I think they join up together under the same goal. Um, but I think the big part is going to be the, su- the new supervillains. But my question is, what are the boys, what's their goal now? Is the goal still Homelander? Is the goal now to figure out the whole deal between Becca and the son? Does Billy obviously knows that son's not his? I mean, he's going to want answers. He's going to want to know the full deal. The trailer definitely seemed like he, his main goal get becca back right. was billy's goal i don't know about the boys they yeah, the say boys, they're in i think the boys besides billy butcher's goal is to stop bought yeah just yeah. take but them. him he's gonna be all personal vendetta mm-hmm. but it was cool i mean i guess it was the first trailer that we saw paul where one of the coolest storylines that i think is going to come up in this is going to be homelander you see a quick shot of homelander pushing the kid off of a off of a roof onto the ground yeah. Would Basically kill a normal tra- kid. Training him, I think. Like, oh. he's going to be, like, testing him. Like, okay. you see him on top of a house. He just kind of shoves the kid off, and the kid just hits the ground. Maybe and he's the, teaching him to fly. His kid was screaming, too. Like, yeah. the kid didn't want to do it. And Homelander was like, just fucking. It looked like the house that we see at the end of the season one. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, it's just weird to me. Like, when Becca saw Homelander, wouldn't you think that, that her facial expression would be way more scared when he shows up? Like, she kind of just stood there, like, blank face and actually looked at billy Mm -hmm. i would feel like she'd be like holy shit well that that kind of brings it back to the did homelander rape her or did she cheat on billy yeah a superhero i mean i guess we'll find out in season two more like like, regardless of the answer to that though i don't i think becca has to be under the into the understanding that homelander doesn't know about it because he didn't know about it right so like she knows that she hasn't seen homelander since she had the kid so yeah i don't know i would be more shocked about homelander being there like i mean mm-hmm. this is this is billy butcher's woman we're talking about she probably, probably has, bad has more nerves than, uh, than the true. average that's woman. absolutely true bad. i would say the two things i'm looking forward to the most are huey and starlight's relationship uh beginning to blossom more and more and just my boy Frenchie being a fucking badass. 
I want, I, I want, want some more cool Frenchy shit. I want some more fucking French rap music. Yeah. I want the whole nine. I want Frenchy and his girl, not Kimiko. I want more Cherie. Oh, 100%. Um, I want to, I, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about Starlight's dad. We hear a little bit in the finale mm-hmm. where he, the mother was saying he went along with it and then eventually he kind of disagreed with what you were basically raising her and lying to her and kind of walked out. I want to know if that was like actually what happened. Kind of hopefully we learn more about him. Mm-hmm. Black Noir. I want he's gonna be a we're gonna yeah, get that. We're I'm gonna hi- get more black noir. I'm hyped for season. him. Yeah. Um I wanna see how Homelander reacts without having Madeline anymore, if he like regrets killing her at all, um, and like misses her. And then kind of the last thing, I kind of want like more underground soups. Like the first, yeah, I agree. The first episode, we kind of see them in the club and they're kind of like shitty. We see the one little guy kind of running and diving into a girl snatch. (laughs) Like Ezekiel is like stretching, jerking dudes off left and right. Um, And we we see Mesmer a little bit too, which Mm -hmm. is like he's almost living a normal life, but he is a soup. I kind of want to see if there's like soups that really aren't kind of in the limelight, kind of underground. My comment on that is. Unless you're one of these new terrorist soups, Vault knows about you. Vault created you. So they probably have tabs on legitimately mm-hmm. every single superhero that has ever been made in America. Well, I totally agree. So like, they're, they they're, probably know about them. But oh, I, wonder, yeah, you're saying like, I wonder if there's yeah. like failed experiments. Basically. Sure. There's probably people with shitty powers that aren't useful to Vault that they just kind of just know about and they don't mess with and they could just be in society. Like yeah, I mean, was. Pop yeah. call. Pop literally. call was. Yeah, But exactly. I mean, the one question that I have, well, I have two, but the one question that I don't know if we'll get an answer is I want to know how it works. Like, somebody is a baby and turns into Homelander, somebody's a baby and turns into Popclaw. Like, is there any rhyme or reason? Is it luck of the draw? Like, how do you get your powers? Why is it certain powers? We're going to get something on that. Maybe that's not next season, but I really want to know answers to that too. And the other thing, which I think we'll get, like, an answer, whether they're going to do it or not, but I want to know if any of the boys are going to V up, dude, to fight back. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's like in a comic form, that's like issue number three. 50, yeah. Like, so, that, uh, yeah. We, and we might as well say for the listeners that we none of us have read the comics. None of us know any of the spoilers. We purposely don't want to know any of the spoilers because we want to keep all of that out of this. It's a TV podcast. Oh my god! I'm, all I'm thinking about is fucking Frenchie shooting up with V. Yeah. Right now. I mean, we know that if they don't die, they will have powers. The terrorists are are soups. They're just terrorists. Yeah. You know. So if any of the boys want to soup up, man. God, I'm Could you so imagine ready for this next season? Billy, just Billy Butcher being a hypocrite, being in a pinch and like souping up and all of a sudden he has powers. That he would will be, be the last one to get powers, yeah. I think, for that Insane. reason, though. But that would be wild. Yeah. Insane. I'm just so ready for season two. Yes. Well, we got what? A week until season two? I think it's next week. Friday. Yeah, September 4th? Yep, September 4th. So all what right. we'll probably end up doing is a longer form episode for the first drop of episodes because there's going to be three of them that three they're dropping drop on September 4th. 4th. And then we'll have an episode covering that those three. And then after that, when Amazon starts dropping it week by week, we'll just have one episode, one podcast episode covering it you know, per week. All right, so that is all she wrote. If you like what you heard... Make sure to follow along with us as we podcast the entirety of season two, like Luke just laid out for you. Subscribe to Town TV on Apple or Spotify or, you know, whatever gets the job done. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Town TV. And also we podcast The 100 
on the CW, Spartacus, and we've also done Netflix hit show Cursed. So if you like those shows as well, check them out. Check them out. Yeah. Love you guys. Later.